All right, you guys, welcome to this episode of the Outrun Show. I'm Travis. Oh, I'm Jesse. I always wait for this guy. <laughs> I'm Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I psyched you out. So we're switching things up. We're going to talk a little bit this episode about our change to the format of the show. We will still have our audio format, but we're also going to have a visual format that's going to be coming in the, uh, as soon as the next episode. Uh, and then there are some hot topics out there right now. Um, AMC to the moon. To the moon. We have these... GameStop. GameStop and uh, several companies that there's a lot of uh, uh, talk about and investing your money. And is everybody going to get rich? Or are we going to stick it to the man? Or is uh, Wall Street going to wolf its way through the situation and come out on top? Oof. They get a lot of money. We know what that one. A lot of experience. All that and more on this episode of The Outrun Show. We're not financial advisors. Yes, disclaimer. <laughs> May cause nausea and anxiety. Cha-ching! Ready! <laughs> <laughs> Golden open. Okay, so Justin... Uh, AMC to the moon? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Jesse is a better intro on this, but I think the whole world right now is upset. I'm Wait, what did you do first? Before we get to talking about it and you get guilt. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm, do- I'm holding the line. I'm on Wall Street Bets subreddit right now, and the whole world is, is holding. So this Dude, is a- you don't hodl Dude, like it's, that. It's hodl, but with the stock market, it's great. Yep. This yeah. is, so this was my observation, is that, so if anybody doesn't know what's going on, you have these- for lack of a better term, junk companies that are have their hedge bets by Wall Street against them that they're going to fail. Because even Wall Street's smart enough to know that some of these brick and mortar, older models of doing business like AMC, like these movie theaters, like GameStop, which is retail purchasing of immaterial things, the they're they're gonna fail. But but and I want to talk about that for a second because they're gonna fail for a couple reasons, like. They're gonna. They're likely to fail because they're retail, they're brick and mortar, and conversions have moved to online online buying for so those products. For those products, that's one thing. I can't buy. But cakes real, online. the real reason I can't empathize too so, too hard with them, with the exception of maybe AMC, because that's a nice, cool experience, which I would argue isn't going anywhere. They just gonna have to adjust yeah. their model. Um, you know, they needed to adapt to the market in some meaningful way. Right now, they're sort of like victims of. The, some of the very negative aspects of, of capitalism and Wall Street. They're targeted because they're going out of business and then people want to bet against that, which I just think that hedge betting in, in, uh, in, in, in the stock market is so unethical just by pure principle. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like in my opinion, it, we shouldn't be following these, uh, these larger funds and trends that just sort of like pull up and down. I agree with Jim Cramer on this. If you like mad money, if you listen to him talk about it, he talks about how you know, really, you could have something in a sector, let's say that sectors like like retail, like GameStop, just doing terribly. But if the overall sector of, of games goes up and these funds that are tied to that, they pull everything up. So like your variable of like whether Disney is performing or GameStop is per- performing, with except for like one offs, just kind of bounces around up and down in this small margin. While the whole total sector, meaning all category, the category of everything like that for in simpler terms, goes up, it pulls everything up. The rising tide lifts all ships or it sinks all ships. It should go back to a time where 
we're actually interested in the individual performance of companies and whether they're good to invest in or not. So if you pick out of an industry, let's say that is a tech industry, if you pick Apple over Google or something like that, and Apple does really well, you get rewarded 10x, but we don't see the entire sector float up. And these junk companies or these companies that aren't actually performing in the game that is capitalism come up with them. So that's my problem with just overall like sector-based trading and stuff like that. With these guys, what's cool is that you see people who are individuals participating and sort of messing up that whole game. Like these guys had a plan. They're gonna run this hedge bet. They're gonna make a bunch of money. They could see it coming a mile away. It's gonna be a domino effect. That's gonna crash, right? Right. So we got GameStop, AMCU. Is there anything else on there? Yeah, there's a couple of other couple ones. other ones. They're gonna crash. They're gonna do their normal thing. We're gonna make money off that. No one's paying attention. But what I think they, they didn't pay attention to was that a lot of people who were getting into things like um, uh, crypto, we're starting to realize that as an individual, they have, effect. they can have an effect yep. when there's a, when there's a cute, when there's a mass, a it, critical mass. It's really just, it's really just a bunch of rich people upset that the little people <laughs> realized that they were just doing a pump and dump with the traditional stock market. And they were like, Oh, we see what's no. going on here. That just happened to me with Bitcoin. And they yep. were like, let's not. Yeah. So it's right? part of them being educated. And I would argue it's probably not if I was just going to guess. It's probably not individual rich people. It's probably these fund managers. No, these people, they no, employ yeah. these suits, essentially, who are sitting I there. I mean, let's just, like, be honest, so pretty much everybody that works for these hedge funds is a one percenter, right? Like most of these people that are in these hedge funds actually doing these tradings are one percenters. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just they're just salty because somebody was mm-hmm. flipped the table on them. And now they got screwed up. Right. And it's yeah. like, hey, congratulations. You're now playing the stock market like the rest of us. Right. So I, I just think there's something special about it. Is, social it is media. Cool. It's and, amazing. Because this is the TikTok and Donald Trump's uh, stadium tickets, right? That we were, we were talking yes. about. Yes. There's something like, I don't know if it's like this decentralized beast that is just coming back to haunt, you know, larger establishments. But I, it's hilarious that these kids on TikTok can outrage the president of the United States and a small subreddit can troll the over and make yeah i mean literally shut down trading platforms like uh robin hood so just, if it's anyone was like this this is where i totally agree with it i think it's super cool if the if the narrative is this if you're an individual i see this happening and i have a very small amount of money mm-hmm. and i'm gonna throw it in there just to tip the tip the boat right to really cause some problems in this way i have no problem with that Although my, my experience tends to be that when you look deeper at it, there are people who are compulsive gamblers who actually believe, like they're, people are masking what your approach is, which I believe you're, you're very sober, like economically, except for your expensive tastes. So other than yes. like, he's but bougie. yeah, he's like, yeah, you've done, you'll turn penny to a dollar real quick, but you don't go the other way. When it's big money, you don't play as much. You, you're, you're a bit more sensible on big money, in my opinion. And... I'd, I worry that what people are doing is they're saying what you're saying, but when they go home at night and they sleep, they're like, oh, I'm going to 10x, I'm going to 1,000x my money and wah, 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 wah. So there's a perspective thing there. It's a problem. It's like, you're telling me the lie that you're doing this because you think you're some sort of like Wall Street Robin Hood, but in actuality, you're just hoping you make bank on it. Yeah. And also, I would like to give people the sort of, you see this too, where someone is like, it's fun to talk about making that money. But most people are only throwing a couple hundred bucks into this stuff. Yeah. They're going to make more on their Chick-fil-A paycheck than they are on this potential 
5X, 10X of their 200 bucks, 100 bucks or something like that. So they're gonna make a couple hundred grand, or excuse me, they're gonna make a couple thousand dollars at best case scenario. And they're gonna talk about it the rest of their life, like they got to retire off of it, but it's less than what they make in a month working at their, you know, minimum wage job at full time and some overtime. You know what I mean? People make that much money at Chick fil A at minimum wage, bro. No, I, I, I think you're probably getting close to $1,000 a month if you're working at Chick fil A. You don't think so? Yeah, 12 grand a year. Yeah. Full time minimum wage. Full time minimum wage gets you I mean, minimum wage is like. Ten bucks at the federal right now. It's super low. Yeah. It's like twelve in Colorado, which is still kind of low. Let's call it two months. You're gonna act like that was the smartest thing you ever did. I mean, if you made money, it was. If you ten x your money, two hundred dollars at two thousand. That was a smart move. I don't think overall the smarter move is like cash flow, but really, I don't. Uh, I don't see that. I see. I, there's definitely some people who who are like secretly doing that, but for the most part, I think. Uh, when this happens, it really, uh, again, it reminds me of these other like, uh, crowd source events. Kind of like, do you remember when, uh, Twitch played Pokemon? Uh-huh. Like there was, there was no money involved in that, but and it was it's general great. chaos, but people just loved being there for the first time that Twitch, you know, named their first Pokemon. <laughs> it's like, wow. Oh. And, then, and then beat the elite four and with all randomized you know controls Triggers. so uh-huh. there's something special about being there in those moments and that's what i think people are after rather than trying to uh you know 10x i think that your average like like 50 60 you know your, your gen x your boomer i it's probably looking at it like they look at the stock market every day and they look for those little trends and they look for key stocks that are going to go up and i think they're gonna they're gonna play with it and they don't in the stock market you usually don't get that same like nutsness like i remember with Again, with crypto, you get calloused very quickly to someone saying that they're like just the the idea for someone in the stock market that something could even 10x just feels nuts, right? Mm-hmm. But we lived through a time three or four years ago where you know Ethereum, which is arguably like the second most popular crypto, right, um, went from I watched it go from seven and then to eighteen, and I was like, that's a hundred percent, I'm not getting in. And the next thing you know, it's 60. Next thing you know, it's 1,500. Next thing you know, it's 2,400. I mean, these are thousands of percentiles yeah. multiplied. And once you experience something like that, you just sort of are a little more like sobered as like, okay, this happens every once and again, once in a while. It's possible. So I feel like I'm worried that there are people out there who are like, I'm, I refinance my house um, oh, because oh, of whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's, and I'm going to throw that's on, like- That's on them oh, though, right? Like that's, yeah. that happens anytime there's a financial- That's just the alarm. That, I'm just saying that's the alarm I'm throwing. Yeah. I, it's going to happen. It's of the oh, nature it's of it. It's probably already happened. And, and I don't think that's, I think you saying that while that's reasonable is a little bit, um, it's a little bit Debbie Brown downer, bro. Okay. <laughs> oh, I understand. So for example, like I, I threw 200 bucks at this because, and I don't care if I lose $200 because it's $200, right? Mm-hmm. I spent $200 on which, dumber stuff. Which one did you get? I think I bought AMC. Yeah, AMC. Yeah, AMC. You could frame that because recently you definitely made 200 bucks off crypto. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. you took some of your crypto yeah, so money. That's, that was cash. That was like cash money because I I, yeah. I take money when I can. But no, like I threw 200 bucks at it because I was like, you know what? Yeah. I'm I morally well, kick them all It's down. the same thing as if I had bought, as if like I had donated $200 to like a nonprofit or I bought like, <laughs> you know, like a hat for a political like person. Yeah, it's, it's not, I didn't, I didn't put that money in there because I was like, oh, mm. this guy needs to win for my money to matter. I sort of just put it in because I was like, you know what? 
I also want to just like put my foot in the ring and just be like, right, rock the boat. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I want to rock the boat a little bit, and I'm okay with that. And I and think, I think this I is think okay. Better majority, than raiding the capital. I think the majority <laughs> way better. <laughs> less, yes. less guns involved. Right? Yeah, let's compare those two. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I think like most people are that have done this are like that. That are like, you I know what? So. I think yeah. some people are certainly like, oh my gosh, this is a great financial move. And I think those people are a little bit silly. If you make money, awesome. You made money, whether it's a dollar, a hundred or a thousand. But I think most people are, are more like me that they're just like, you know what? I think this is a cool thing and I want to be a little bit a part of history. Mm-hmm. And if it only costs me a hundred bucks to be a part of history and be like, yeah, I, I helped do that, then that's awesome. Yeah. I think it's cool. Just have to especially, remind people that, oh, go ahead, especially, right. especially when like hedge funds are out there Doing the exact same, do thing. The same thing. You're telling me GameStop stock wasn't going to drop like a rock when the hedge fund was like, we're going to short sell GameStop. Like that literally is market manipulation when one of the largest hedge funds is like, we're going to short sell GameStop. And everybody else like, is like, I'm out. I'm out. That's <laughs> literally market manipulation, it's bullying. right? It's bullying. Yeah. And so, so the, what's it? Wall Street, uh, bets, Wall Street's bets, the subreddit just was like, nah, nah let's bet, let's bet against your bet. Mm-hmm. and see it's who a, wins. It's a triple hitch. It's great. It's great. <laughs> I love it. And they yeah. lost billions of dollars. And like, I hope nobody in there, and I genuinely can, can say this, I hope nobody that was in those hedge funds is like, oh my gosh, I can't pay for my kids' food and like we're out and we're bankrupt. Now, I hope that doesn't happen. But I do hope they're like, man, that means I have to sell my fourth Lamborghini. It would be, I, I think that what would be cool is if those hedge funds, um, if they're trying to mitigate their losses, that's one way, but doing sudden actions that are very influential like that, if they start to realize that there is sort of like a sort of a policing of that. And if and if someone were if some group in aggregate were to start to notice that that was that was true market manipulation, which is when you just double down on a hedge, like I gotta understand balancing hedge funds like to mitigate losses across the board. But if you're gonna go in and try and sink essentially AMC, and that's observable then the alarm should go off right yeah that that makes sense i think that my again my advice just as a practical person would be if that's the approach you're taking what jesse's doing and i don't know how much money you put in no i just left 60 bucks oh okay fine yeah what do you think i'm dropping like 500 in there dude i guarantee you people are throwing thousands in there i guarantee you right now there are people people who are uh, like oh i refinanced my house i got a couple grand because the market's down i'm gonna take that we're going to the moon how they refinance their house this fast well no i'm just saying like this is that is painful right (laughs) uh i keep going i keep complaining like i don't know i think that i should just take the money and run but i'm just like no i want that and then they're like oh well we'll they're like wait he said no to us Oh, I said it's, I, it's no not helping. No it's us. not helping the situation right now. But yeah, so I think that there are people who are just going through that pattern of refinancing now. Interest rates are low. We're low. We know that that's happening, and I think that people are yeah, they've got to sit on cash. I think a bunch of people are sitting on cash right now. I think it's the average American who was sitting at a four percent I mean, interest yeah. rate. People, people lost money in in the like twenty eighteen like crypto spike. People definitely lost one in this last little spike, and that's just that's just what happens. And like I'm good, saying, make sure good. the lesson is cheap. Good fi- oh, yeah. Yes, a good financial sense is like you play with money that you're okay with losing. That's just that's just the. Rule I think of that people work this way. This is the way that I've observed. If I think that they go about their day to day taking a check, and sometimes things get so spicy they would normally ignore them. It gets on their radar, and then they get amped up. This is like this almost like Midwestern or like you watch Wolf of Wall Street. 
It's these people who are living otherwise normal controlled lives that they feel like they have control over and they're not playing in these types of games. Maybe they have a 401k, which they have no idea what's built, what it's baked of. And they just see that number gradually go up over time. And then eventually they'll get older and some nursing home will just take it from them. But that's kind of what I think mo the track most people are on. The, the, essentially the long play reverse mortgage track, which is like, I'm gonna pay down my house only to hit a certain age where some, we're in six months, some some other industry that's taking care of me takes my money. Like I just think that's the route most everyday Americans are on. And when they see something like this, it's like that I could win a lottery ticket. I could win. I think there's a there is a could. group. There, they <laughs> there could. is still the upside. There is still the upside. There is still. I just never mind. Take it out, folks. Just just. <laughs> Pull all the cash out, all in to the moon on AMC. I just don't think the people who uh, uh, who wanted who would react that fast and that like uh, emotionally really have any sort of money to 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 make it worth it. I guess that's my point. I just think they have like twenty bucks and they're like, I want to do it. I want to turn my twenty into a thousand. That's what the and that's that's what they're looking for. And if they do, that's yep. freaking awesome. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah, it. But if so, yeah. I haven't, I haven't, because I have definitely seen people who are like, yo, I'm sitting on 30 shares of GameStop right now and it's at 350 or whatever. And they're like, my hand's shaking. And everyone in the comment list is like, don't sell, don't sell, don't sell, don't sell. I would like, sell, 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 sell. But like, but the logical thing is that person should sell, right? Like, yep. like at the end of the day, you, you either invest for you or you invest on like a moral principle, right? Mm -hmm. So yep. like people who buy like, green stocks or like tesla right and yeah because they believe in it it's the same right. thing with crypto like i bought disney for that either you're buying crypto because you're like i believe in the blockchain technology and the app development that's going to happen on this platform or you buy crypto like i am and i'm like this is just another stock for me yes and as soon as it makes money i'm gonna sell it and i'm gonna roll my money into something else cooler or whatever right mm -hmm. i don't care about the tech i do think blockchain is cool but those are the two sides of it right mm -hmm. and that person should absolutely <laughs> leave their position and sell and, and take the cash and buy their kid or their wife or themselves something nice or, or you know or their their husband or whomever buy someone something nice and enjoy the money and smile and be like that was a cool thing that i was a part of you gotta know your number so if you a hundred hey, times give you over you i'm saying you gotta know your number like what's your what's your selling number you just have to know what that number is when you go into it in that situation otherwise you'd be blindsided by the by the by the passion of it right so if you're someone who has a net worth of near zero, and for some reason you think a stock is gonna take whatever money you put into it beyond a couple grand, like let's say you're, you, you put in whatever, you had some, a bonus check, you put in a few hundred dollars or a couple hundred bucks, now that's worth you know two to $5,000 and you are worth zero um, as far as net worth goes or something like that. Like I don't believe people are associated with this, but you know what I'm saying? You should sell because that you have to, that money, even though it could be more worth more, it could turn to 10 or a hundred, super unlikely, but let's say it could, and you see that happening, you should be able to sleep at night knowing that you got five grand. That's life changing to you. That's that will affect the course of your life or that entire year for you. If it, the number hits that, if five grand doesn't change the trajectory of your livelihood over the short term, even, then fine, sit in there, play with it some more. That's not your number. Yeah, it, it's a bit like this. Like if you're walking, this is a bit of an extreme example, but if you're like walking through a parking lot and you dropped a $100 bill and you didn't know, 
Or let's say you did know, and you were like, but you're like, you're running. You're a speedwalker or something. I don't know. And you drop it, and you're like, oh, no. They're running out of horchata. And then, yeah, you got to get in the store. They're closing or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you're running. You're like, oh, oh, oh. You're like, oh, dang, dropped 100 bucks. Dang. But then later in the parking lot, you come across 120 bucks. You would probably be like, sweet. And you would take the 20 bucks, and you would smile, and you would spend that on your horchata. And then you take $100, and you buy yourself something nice, right? Like, that's how you have to look at it. I miss when, the exchange. You find a hundred, you drop a hundred. you drop a hundred, and then you find 120 later on in the parking lot, Okay. Right? All right. You would take that money, but if you're walking across the parking lot and you're the type that you're like, oh, my GameStop stock is now worth 10x what I put into it, and mm-hmm. you're like, I'm going to hold on to it. You literally walked across a thousand dollars in that parking lot, and you were like, no, I'm going to find ten thousand dollars further down the right. parking lot. Right. That's what you just did, rather than just being like, oh, I'm going to take it right here. That's fine, right? And even if the stock does suddenly become a hundred thousand dollars a share. And you're like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have gotten out at a thousand bucks. It's okay because you didn't lose money. And that's literally the entire goal of finances is to make money, not lose it. Yeah. Right. And so like seller's guilt is an okay thing to be like, oh man, I only made a thousand bucks instead of a hundred thousand. You still made a thousand bucks. Right. And, and that's is, cool. And, and the honest truth is that you were probably in a position financially where at some point it's unreasonable to expect to be like have a ten dollar net worth and then just one day just flip that to a hundo thousand right yeah. like at some point you just have to be honest with yourself are you really paying attention and are you learning finances like that there's it's just like when you start seeing all these patterns occur even if you're just like i worked in silicon valley for a couple of years and i when i saw like vc venture capital money funny money a lot of Funny money. And when you see money moving around like that, like I think everyone who has a scarcity mindset or maybe has just been working an hourly job or something like that is sort of imagining that stuff is really tight at that scale. And it's not. Like it's literally if you just ran around the country's economy with a bucket and just was in the right place at the right time holding it out, you'd catch some money. You'd have to figure out where that is. But it, you, that's what it's like. There's so much money circulating in the global economy. It is out of control ridiculous. And people are like, you know, obsessing over these, like these, these certain opportunities, like a crypto or like a lottery ticket or like a, a singular, like a singular opportunity, opportunity right? Like that. And then they're just not getting a, the full breadth of experience and picture. And if I'm running a crypto or if I'm running a stock and I'm on the right end of that, I would love a bunch of morally principled quote unquote <laughs> people to come in and get excited about sticking it to the man when I make a ton of money on that, that would be wonderful. Like there, you have to observe that side of it too. Like the, the, the people who screwed up AMC and wouldn't change and the people who screwed up GameStop. I'm not saying they're to blame here, but they're kind of like, you know, if I was sitting there, I'd be like, oh, I guys, I thought we were going bankrupt. I sell, can. sell, sell. Let's get out of this because this company is going to go into the I tanks. can 100% guarantee nobody's buying GameStop because they think GameStop's like a solid business. <laughs> and I guarantee anyone who knows anything about GameStop who works at GameStop is selling all their stuff right now. Oh, yeah. If they, they're yeah, like, I can't even believe this is ridiculous. I can't even believe we have this opportunity. We've been saved. Again, yeah. That's what it's, right? And that's what I'm saying, though, is like little people like me, I I hope that there's a GameStop employee who's like, I've spent 25 years of my life mm, working for this yeah, company. Pension. And he's got so much stock in, in GameStop. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know what to do with it now. Like, that was part of going to be part of my retirement. And Dude. my contribution has allowed him to sell <laughs> at 10x and be like, oh, my gosh. He gets to go home and tell his, his spouse, or she gets to go home and tell her spouse and be like, 
we get to sell and we actually get to actually have like a feasible retirement. And I get to feel good about that because I contributed to the only Kickstarter that actually matters, that yeah. I'll actually contribute money to. And that is hopefully these little people in that company can bail themselves out because the company obviously wasn't going to do it for them. I think that's the coolest thing in the world. Bro. And I'll never support a Kickstarter. I think that. I love the I love the energy of that. And I think that's great. One of the best things you've said. I'd also like to say that there is a strong likelihood that any neckbeard who's been working for GameStop for the last 20 years isn't going home to anything except for their mom. You can't follow up with the best things I said one of the worst things you've ever said. Yep. There is the, this is what I wanted to do that. We need that good deposit if we're going to make a withdrawal. Oh, withdraw. my gosh. Okay, well, maybe oh, maybe yeah. his mom tells him, you should sell, honey, and he sells, and they go on a nice vacation together, all right? Look, that being said, um, I worked for an AMC. It was one of my first, first jobs. Okay, Colin is just vomiting over yeah. here in the corner. <laughs> okay bro you got lean neck it's all good <laughs> okay so that's why we're we sh we're under the comedy category so that's our out all right so i worked it was actually one of my favorite jobs and actually the first time i ever stemmed an obstacle i was i was i was oh, uh, the hallways going yep the, the hallways theaters? going oh, up yeah. that's how i used to get Every down park park clean, does that. Like, yep. stop, the, stop the ceiling or something or what what? No, that's just oh, like the exit hallway. The yeah, exit hallway, yeah. you know, where you do the stemming up, and that's and forever that AMC has like the, um, has like the the you know like the fabric yeah. is stretched where like my feet would go up and down on the on the yeah, side. That felt, so yeah. I would have yeah, yeah, been. We've all, we've all done that one. This would have been yeah. I'm not gonna date myself on that one, but yeah, if that's doing parkour, then yeah, we talked about this in previous. Yeah, it's intentional. I'm just saying. If oh, you were intending to do parkour, then it wasn't. If I was intending, it wasn't? No, if you weren't intending to do parkour, then it was not parkour. Could you have intended to do it when you didn't have a word for it? No. What were you doing? Are you doing a show off? No, I literally was, was like, I was literally like, I was excited. I was like, this is going to be really cool. <laughs> I'm going to stem up the freaking center of this thing and then climb over to the, to the, to the top seats. Yeah, that's not parkour. Yeah. That's... That's not parkour. If you, did, if you did a flip or something afterwards, maybe. Oh, if I would have front out. If, if, you, if you climbed the top out? and then hooked a big old layout Okay, back you're up, right. Yeah, Good totally. point. So I always remember to punch front out of those to make it parkour. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of change and adapting and uh, staying on the cutting edge of the market. Unlike AMC. And, Unlike uh, uh, <laughs> AMC and GameStop. GameStop. Maybe if they're smart, maybe GameStop will pivot and like the CEO is just like, this is our time, guys. This is our time to make GameStop something worthwhile for gamers. And they do it. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe AMC is like, going to a movie should be a luxury experience. That's the only reason Justin goes to a movie theater. So he can recline in a massive chair with a giant bottle of... I think they're at it. I think it's double the... Double the, the chair distance and double my price. I don't care. <laughs> right? Well, that's what I mean. Like, give me a couch. Give I don't want to share my points. seat with the GameStop employee. Oh. This is true. He, like, taking up. Dude, like, I've been to yeah, some dudes. Okay, yeah, no, they breathe. Shared armrests. Shared armrests has got to stop in oh movie theaters. It's got to stop in airplanes. It's got to stop in movie theaters. <laughs> I don't want to share an armrest with somebody, okay? Because it's awkward. We, like, bump elbows, and I'm like, do you want it? Do I want it? And they're like, no, you have it. And I was like, no, you have it. 
I'm con- I'm considerably more mobile than you are. I also don't want to have someone endure me take my shoes off and like basically sit in a squatting position. Like, no, they shouldn't do that. They that should be no. I don't like if shamed. I'm on like the if I'm on like in my like my knee is bumping their elbow. I could see where they're being bumped oh, yeah. with that. And yeah, they're like, sitcom. yeah, because I'm sitting like, you know, in a little squat, a little precision squat. And I like to watch a movie like this. And especially when there's action. Oh. There you go. Dude, that's, that was very primal of you. Like a, oh. like a primate. Oh. 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 Well, who knew I was watching Planet of the Apes? <laughs> you don't know. Anyways. It could have been a rom-com too. Mm. Then crying. What's your crying position in that squat? My what's my crying position? Yeah, like because uh, all rom coms have like a three quarter sad spot. Oh, you're right. They get really happy. I think if I was gonna cry, it would basically be like legs folded. Like I would sit cross legged. I think I'd cry. I'm a cross legged crier. Cross-legged. But I'm asymmetrically leaning, just like guilt, like oh. this. Right. I That's feel, pretty good. I feel this. I How cry. do you guys cry? In the shower alone. So you lean back. You lean back and cry like triple chins or something. <laughs> that's a like that's an exaggerated pout. <laughs> uh, so that's that's that you almost had a little bit of a neck beard there. Mm, I love it. That is impressive. Not a chin, so, <laughs> yeah. so I think one key point to make right now is that do you really need to be watching this to get the full effect? And we're going to try and add a visual component to the OutRun show. We're switching it up. We're switching up. Real yeah. world. OutRun. It's going to be like that. What is that? A the Wayne's World song? Uh, I think Wayne's it's World. Wayne's World. Party time, right? Something like that. I don't know. Check Colin us out. Colin that Wayne's World song. Uh, yeah, we do need like Colin to be queuing up the mixer in the back with the, <laughs> like the traditional radio show. Those guys are going to be talented. Anyway. It's like the visual component. So we're going to start uh, doing some training, talking about some techniques. And uh, we're going to talk about the value that I think we're going to bring to a visual component. Yeah. So, I mean, like, we can do some stuff. We can do some stuff. Yeah, we can do some stuff. I think yeah, we, we can see some stuff. stuff. Yeah. Got some... No, but so, the, yeah, so for those of you uh, tuning in, we're, we're going to flip flop. So essentially we will we'll continue to do our banter and our talk about, you know, all things parkour and uh, the world of, of parkour culture, um, as we normally do, sitting around in our little spot here. Um, but then on the off weeks, we'll actually be on the floor in the facility talking about a specific parkour technique or a specific section, or we'll actually have like some, uh, you know, us will be standing around, we'll be demoing, we'll be talking about. We won't be necessarily teaching, but we'll be talking about like our opinions on certain moves, what we like about them, whether we like them or not. There are certainly things that um, I haven't done in parkour in years because I think it's dumb, um, but that these two might think are really cool. And we're going to talk about that and why we have those opinions. And yeah, so hopefully it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's you're going to get a lot from it from people who have, who have literally watched parkour become the sport that it is yeah and and actually helped contribute to um the sport of parkour and, and how it's grown and the future and that like three quarters of like parkour techniques weren't around when justin and i started doing parkour yep. it was like you got like kong and speed vault and then maybe a front flip Ilobakis, and that was like um, kong gainer was the that's that was a kong big thing yeah, huge there was a bunch of moves that were uh, weren't around when we started. The shade prees weren't really a thing. They weren't. Oh, yeah. dude! On my uh, speaking of this, I'm glad that this will give me the the opportunity to. My shades weren't really. A thing. Yeah, yeah, to talk about that because my I had a you know Facebook does that 
you know, X number of years ago. Mm -hmm. I had like an eight or a nine year ago or whatever it was. And it was us in the, that first little Lache Free that we had in the Loveland location. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was looking at my like landing and I was like, CrossFit ruined me. You were in, uh, oh, you was... were in Snatch Catch, right? No. Yeah, literally. I think you I caught Lache Snatch <laughs> in this video and then Valgus the Knees on the exit. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like if someone did that here, I, think, I would be like, stop. I need to, I'd be like, get the defibrillator. <laughs> I think I've got, I think I logged into my Dropbox the other day and I have like a few clips of Oh, Olaf, did you go back and, and look for have, old like, video? No, I was just logging in because um, we had some family pictures and I remember I had put them somewhere, but they weren't in my like Google Photos or Drive. So I was like, where would I put them? And I was like, oh, maybe I put them in Dropbox. And they were in there, but also some clips from our first like Loveland location. And there's a clip of you doing a line in there. Oh. And I watched it and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> I've got to see that. It's and I've got so a couple, terrible. I've got, I think I've got a clip of Justin and I've got a couple of clips of, of Olaf. And I watched all of them and I was like, oh man, these are awesome. You know, like I joke that we suck in comparison to what, you know, the athletes right we are now. now. Right. But yeah, I, I think it's super cool because like, oh my gosh, like we worked really hard on like these lines. Or they were seven cool years ago, then, minimum. You know? like, those, those, that's those awesome. Yeah. So I'll have to drag them out and like share them. Yeah, I want to look at them. You guys, if you should, you should try this way. I'm always an advocate of capturing your old footage because it's just Mm -hmm. for yourself. Mm -hmm. It's so entertaining. I think Jesse took that to an extreme and you created like a separate Instagram account that you just don't even. Oh yeah. You just have stuff on there for in the cloud for proof. Pretty much, yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's a secret one. It's an Easter egg one. If you can find it. It's a private account. So you just have to know my name. Oh. If you hit follow, I might. It's oh. not gonna be anything entertaining. It's literally just clips that I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna save them. Yeah, but mostly I use like Google Photos for that and stuff like that. But yeah, the the, the quality of Instagram's Instagram nice because it won't age well. No, it, it won't. But you can already see like when I scroll back in my own current profile to just a couple of years back of like Instagram posts, so you can see. Yeah, I think my biggest regret is not recording more of the martial arts experience because you always I was the same thing like. This is why the parkour go around. I was like, nope, I'm recorded even though I don't like what I saw. Because at that time I was like, nope, I'm not recording that. I'm not keeping that because it's not where I see myself. It's not my expectations for myself. Yeah, or you're like, ah, that's not good enough to post. And and again, that might be right. Your brand and your social media might not be good enough to post that content. That doesn't mean that content's not valuable. You should still save it. And Mm -hmm. that's why I made that second account that I was just like, all that content that I'm like, yeah, I like this. I worked on it. I took the time to film it and do it. But it's not like something post-worthy for me because on that account. What was the most cringe-worthy thing you found on there? On where? On on that, uh, not outside of a parkour stuff, right? Um, On your uh, Dropbox from the past at that old location. Oh, Uh, I don't, nothing in particular. There were definitely some like, really shitty flips um some really bad techniques some even worse uh clothing aesthetics apparel choices yeah Yeah. we were bad we were bad i mean we were also well it was it's this is the really awkward era whenever you go you know when you travel through time somewhere between like i think like this like the what would be like seven and maybe 14 years trailing behind always looks the worst yep (laughs) and i feel like that's most represented by people in, in 
modern times not not changing the problem is it's like it's not just the clothing aesthetic that was there it's also the movement aesthetic also oh. looks bad so it's like it's oh. a left it's a it's a jab and a hook man. yeah it's all in one so I'll, I'll share them with you but yeah so now we're gonna now we're gonna do some some filming we're gonna do some clips we may even do some like lines and stuff like that yeah so if, if somebody's listening there, why should they watch let's talk a little bit about well, because why it's why it's worth watching. Next week's episode is going to be really hard to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be hard to listen to the demos. Yeah, um, I love that it's going to be an audio format. So, like, if you're driving and you're used to listening to us on a commute, or you cruise, you go to the gym and you're like lifting or training and you're listening, listening to us, we really respect and appreciate that. We, we can try and make that as entertaining as possible without ruffling too many feathers and without getting down too many um, little like sidetracks. But there's a visual component to what we do. It's just in the nature of parkour and its history and our, and we have something of value to show there, right? Yeah, I would, I would say if you already have a really good understanding of like parkour techniques and you know all the names and you can picture them and you've done them yourself, then you could listen to these, these uh, what do we call them, walkabouts? <laughs> watch these walkabouts oh listen because then you get the yeah because yeah. yeah, you, you already context, have a good yeah. visual understanding of what yeah. the technique that we're talking about is or what the demos are and um you know it, but if you're not if you're kind of like an outlier that's interested in parkour but you haven't really done it and you're just kind of interested in and in what it might contribute to your sport or your industry mm -hmm. um then watching the walkabouts is definitely i don't like that it's definitely going to be cool something cyber. that's going to benefit you because you'll be able to see it um which will help your understanding a little bit. But. We're also cutting up, and I've, I've, we've, we've, we haven't talked about this. You guys don't know, but I'm asking Colin to go back and sort of. We have a decent library of dialogue. I mean, mm -hmm. we've got. What are we on episode? Thirty nine. Thirty nine. So our fortieth episode will be the um, Outrun Show live season visual, two. right? Season two, <laughs> right? So we might be coming up in season two. Is about. Rona time that we started the podcast. So yeah, we're true, maybe yeah. was it June or was it no, it was sooner than that. Late April. Yeah. yeah. So oh, we can look yeah. posted. Um, but we're gonna take some of what we think is the most valuable snippets, like last week's episode talking about coaching tips for um for working with kids, working with students and communicating with students. It was a very valuable chunk of the episode. And so we're gonna clip some of those up and put them in like the best of the outround show category. And then that allow people to quickly reference them. Also, nice. we spend a lot of people ask us questions about techniques, or we don't want them to feel like they're starting from scratch. I think that our vision is approachable parkour for many folks. Yep. So it's very good to, um, if someone asks us about a technique or they don't understand a technique, to send them episodes or, or sessions that help them better understand that technique. Yeah. If we are talking about Lache, if we are talking about plyos, I and mean, they'd be like, okay, well, if you don't really understand this and you're trying to learn more about it, look at this example. But individually, uh, what are you excited about, Justin? Like what? Justin's oh, excited, I'm excited to be, to be no, yeah, to not be sitting on this tiny little pedestal. Dude, <laughs> dude, don't worry. It's in the budget in the new build to get a nice chair. We won't sit on yeah. a sushi roll anymore. Yeah, okay? I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Is it Yeah, we're gonna have to get like like those like ball bearing like silent wheels though, so you don't hit a. Yeah, it's gonna be a fixed. It's gonna be a fixed like boot. Maybe like look at those AMC chairs when they go out of business. What if we? Oh, that's me. The next year one. 
Never repair. Yeah, that was never. never <laughs> You're neckbeard watching. I'm sorry. Wait, me calling you out by that is mean. Whatever. <laughs> you just you choose to identify that way. It's not. Yeah, that's it's not put on you. You choose. <laughs> you choose by not shaving your neck. Right. So I don't even know where that comes from. I'm gonna pretend. Literally not shaving the neck. Yeah. From yeah. Like, something like this. Is, it is like. You gotta trim this up a little bit, and I understand sometimes it's it's easy to not do because it makes the neck nice and warm, but. <laughs> it's just it's just symbolic of being unmaintenaced i think yes. yeah the way i think about Mostly. it yeah like you're sitting in front of a game for a long time <laughs> a lot of people right now are there probably is an abundance of neck beers out there right now because we have yeah, sure. remote work yeah like there's a crypto if there's a crypto that followed the volume uh, of neck beard coin neck beard coin <laughs> totally <laughs> made bank on that to the moon neck beard coin beard coin Beard coin? Uh, dude, yeah. There's some weird coins out there. I'll guarantee there's a beard coin. There's Dogecoin, <laughs> there's beard coin. That's true. So this uh, uh, format I'm excited about because really, if, you, if you've taken any of our programs before, we're pretty animated people physically and a lot of communication is nonverbal. Mm-hmm. That was even audible <laughs> and, <laughs> and visual, right? Oh, that was all of the above. All of the above. And so we can really bring some some value to to the storytelling of the techniques and the animation and, and maybe there'll even be a little dancing in there oh i like that maybe there's, there's, definitely, dancing there's there, definitely yeah for sure a background dancing pro foreground dancing yeah the whole i love to demonstrate like the mechanics of jumps landings and different movements in in exaggerated and dancey fashion so I, my analogies will just spiral very quickly so it's, it's a bare minimum a, a good sense of comedic relief if you're taking your training too 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 seriously too narrowly if you're a serious guy if you're a super serious guy serious yeah thanks and, for tuning in guys we're excited about some changes going on uh again if you are listening to us thank you so much for tuning in and uh mm-hmm. taking us along your commute or your workout or whatever it may be that you're doing while you're listening um, and you can watch us on YouTube if you want to see all the like hand gestures, smiles, and funny laughs, and Justin's demonstration of a neck beard. Um, mm, solid demo. And yeah, definitely check us out as we roll out next week's episode as we're on the floor actually doing some stuff. It'll have a big visual component. You can, of course, still listen to us, but um, the visual component will be missing unless you got a really good imagination. That's cool. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. We will catch you next time.